Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat. So you can use an entire bottle to make recipes like buffalo chicken dip or buffalo nachos. Or even things that don't start with buffalo. Frank's Red Hot. I put that on everything. Hey, Craig. It's almost Cougar Football Saturday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, I don't have a song for you today, but I will say this is the a very special podcast versus everyone. The first of which we've done as a game preview. This will be yeah. a shorter episode. We'll be only previewing the opponent, New Mexico State, for the, for this Saturday's game in Martin Stadium at 7 p.m. on Pac-12 Networks. Yeah. Um, I am Craig Powers. With me, as always, is Jeff Newser. Jeff. Are you stoked for this? Oh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm a little less excited than I was because now I'm not going to the game anymore. But uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, fate, womp, the, womp. the fates of Pullman lodging. The, yeah, the fates of Pullman lodging have conspired against me. That's okay. I'm still fired up. I'm going to watch the game. I'm going to sit in the relative comfort of my living room and and uh, you know. Hell yeah! I'm yeah. I'm stoked. I'll be you know I'll be out in Pullman. Get my dad with me, and we'll. We'll be nice and sauced by 7 p.m., yeah. I know that. You um, and, like, 20,000 of your best friends. Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> I saw about I saw about uh, over 4,000 tickets oh, available on StubHub. So you know, I was, well, that was the thing. Some people are like, trying I was, to dump those things. Out. I was waiting, and I was like, oh, I can sit there for 20 bucks. I can sit there for 20 <laughs> yeah, bucks. Right. I can, oh, my shit, I can sit there for 20 bucks? Like, yeah, right. Yeah. So, so, hey, if you have the means to go, by the way, and you're listening to this, and you're like, eh, dude, you can get – you can get a good seat for cheap, yeah, especially if you're in like uh, I don't know. I, I driving guess it's, it's distance hard to drive, for sure. Driving distance, yeah, go go for it. It's it'll Spokane. be as cheap as it gets. It'll be a late yeah. drive back, but you know. I think anything outside Spokane, you know, is I don't know. There are probably crazy people that drive back to the Tri Cities after a seven o'clock game, but so and and on that topic, this uh, we'll dig right into New Mexico State's offense because I fully expect this to be nearing four hour football game. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the Aggies, uh, were the 19th fastest pace by adjusted tempo based on Bill Connolly's stats last year. Yeah. And they also run a kind of version of the air raid, uh, where they throw the ball roughly 45 times a game. So, um, you can expect in pretty long game on Saturday. So yeah, two things that make long games, lots of scoring and lots of passing. And so you're going to have probably both even though new mexico state probably won't do a lot of scoring uh i imagine we will and they're going to be between the two teams probably about 100 to 120 passes in the air so yeah so um dig in get yourself comfortable in martin and or on your couch and yeah uh, expect a long night yeah um but yeah beyond that um so uh if if you guys uh uh, want to kind of if you if you like reading as well i have a i have a preview up and then um on kook center we'll also have uh previews from uh brian anderson and then also a coach's corner from uh jesse i saw him working on that and awesome. then uh and then you can also listen to michael preston's podcast where he um uh, the Coug Center Hour, where he talked with uh, New Mexico State's play-by-play guy about the team. So probably not many people that know the team better than he does. So, um, so yeah, um, I, but I will try in my research that I've done for my post, and, and Jeff as well, I will try to give you a good preview here. Um, it starts with the quarterback, of course. Um, they have uh, 
Josh Atkins is their uh, redshirt sophomore quarterback. He started the last eight games last season to uh, kind of uh, mixed results. Um, his overall stat line were, looked pretty good. Um, you know, he uh, threw for uh, something like 2,300 yards, uh, 13 touchdowns, nine picks, six and a half yards per attempt. But, you know, when you look overall, that's like a pretty pretty solid freshman season, um, especially at a, a, you know, at a pretty, you know, uh, bad school. Um, I, I should note that, uh, Jeff, we talked about this, that the Aggies are an FBS independent. Yeah. Um, so they have a pretty crazy schedule. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, so basically they got kicked out of their conference, which is uh, kind of like Idaho did with the, so they were in the same conference with Idaho in the, in the, the Sun Belt or the Fun Belt as, as uh, many of us like to call it. But um, yeah, kind of a weird deal. They, they got kicked out and they decided, yeah, we'll just, we'll just play independent. And I, I'm curious to see how that goes for them. Cause that seems like uh, it's one thing of BYU, which sort of has a quasi national following just because of the religious affiliation. Um, and then you got, you know, army and whatever, but like, I, I don't know how that really works out for a school like New Mexico state. Didn't really work out so great for Idaho. So at least for the short time that they yeah. were an independent. Yeah, so it, it'll be interesting. that Their schedule is pretty weird. They actually go to Bama right after us. So, yeah, good um, luck, boys. Yeah, so I don't know if they'd be looking ahead or just dreading ahead. But, um, <laughs> uh, and then uh, No way, actually, dude. They totally want Bama. And they actually play Liberty, who is also a, an independent, uh, twice. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy. But uh Liberty's just jumped up to FBS though, so that's yeah, like the, in that's 20, the thing there. Twenty seventeen, I think. Or yeah. tw- last year was their last first year, season. I think. Was yeah. their first season. Yeah. And so I think they have a kind of home and home thing going with them. So that's kind of be how they fill out the schedule. But so these are the challenges that they face. So uh given that, um you know, uh, Atkins looks like a pretty decent like uh quarterback. I from kind of the video I watched uh but really, he kind of uh, did most of his work against uh, in two games, again, a home game against Liberty and a home game against Alcorn State, um, where he hit 69% of his passes, seven, like 798 yards, eight touchdowns, no picks in those two games. Um, the rest of the games, not so good, 52% completion rate. And really, like what that says to me, you also look, they were 120th in success rate last year and what that is is basically um keeping up with the chains um staying on schedule um basically five five yards on first down getting up to, getting below a you know getting to at least like a, a third and three on second down and, and then converting on third down and fourth down so um so they they have they were terrible at staying behind the chains when you see the guy went throwing 45 times a game and is only completing just over half his passes that that will certainly get you behind the chains yes that's bad. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you're getting, you know, I mean, at least if you run with with any kind of frequency, um, you, you know, you at least stand a chance of kind of maybe, you know, getting up there and, and having, you know, second and six or something like that, right. you know. But but when it's obviously the the binary, you know, of positive yards versus zero yards uh, and you throw in zero yards half the time, you're going to make things very, very, very very difficult for yourself exactly and it's kind of uh, like 2012 you know 2012 under leach we, we kind of went through some of that yep yep and that was uh not a good offensive year and nope. yeah <laughs> so 
Um, yeah, so, but um, on the ground game, they do run uh, a lot more than WSU does, obviously, because um, uh, WSU is closer to about 60 passes a game compared to 45. But, uh, but they do run quite a bit more, and uh, obviously I said they have the faster pace, so they get quite a few more plays in when their offense is working. Um, so they do have some – I think probably their, uh, their best playmaker is at running back, and that's in Tyler Huntley. He's uh, – or Jay, I'm sorry, Jason Huntley, wrong Huntley. <laughs> That's um, all right. We'll talk about Tyler Huntley yeah, later. Yeah, in a few weeks. Uh, but uh, Jason Huntley, he's uh, got some. He's a he's a bit of a burner. Um, he's a. Uh, I think he's certainly a, a kind of a home run threat, and he and he catches the ball out of the backfield really well. I think he actually would fit in uh, in Pullman quite well. Um, he uh, and then they have another running back who's. Uh, uh, more of just a straight up runner, and he's they, they'll split carries. Is Christian Gibson? I think. If if someone's going to make plays, I would definitely um, look at those two, Gibson and Huntley, making plays. Uh, if, if if someone steps up and and burns us, um, especially Huntley, maybe matched up against uh, uh, maybe getting one of our young safeties in the slot or or um, something, or maybe Skyler Thomas adjusting to the nickel corner position or, or something like that. Because um, actually, Huntley averaged eleven yards a catch last year, which is crazy for a running back. Yeah. Um, yeah. You look at our guys, they're averaging what, like seven, seven yards a catch. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Um, outside of that, uh, they, they have, you know, it's their, their offense wasn't very good last year. So it's like, how much do you get into it? One thing that, um, uh, really, really hurts them is they have had a ton of injuries on the offensive line in the spring ball and fall camp. Uh, they have a pretty damn good left tackle in Sage Duxtater. I'm probably saying that name wrong, but he, uh, but he's going to be out. Uh, he's got a shoulder injury. Um, hat tip to uh, Jason Groves of Las Cruces Sun News, by the way, um, for all this reporting. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what's going on. Um, but yeah, they, they basically lost um, another starter in spring ball to a, a spinal condition. Um, they lost another starter um, to a stress fracture. Um, they have another uh, backup tackle that had a season-ending injury during fall camp. So basically what you got is you got one experienced guy, one sort of experienced guy, and then you have like a whole lot of uh, guys who have never started before, two retro freshmen who never played before, another junior who's never, who's, uh, uh, never played before either. So uh, he's a I, he's a converted defensive end. So um, quite quite a um, that, that's the that's the real opportunity, man. If you talk about you could talk a bit about um, really the strength of WSU's defense is the front seven, right? Yeah, I mean that's you know getting after the quarterback has been their strength for you know two years really, maybe even three. You could probably go back even farther than that. Um, and you know, it's, it's never a good sign when you're replacing a bunch of guys, you've got a bunch of young guys, the, you know, the offensive line is obviously the unit that requires the greatest amount of uh, communication requires guys to be on the same page, particularly with uh, a defensive front that does the kinds of things that we do, which is, uh, we're penetrating, we're slanting, we're, um, doing the stemming. That's going to be pointed out probably 38 times on the broadcast yep. about how we stem on the defensive line. Like, Oh my God, it's so revolutionary. And now that we've been doing it for three years. Um, but you know, those are the kinds of things that 
you know, can definitely give, you know, for as much as I'm making fun of it right now, those are definitely the kinds of things that can give an inexperienced and, uh, you know, very green as, as far as working together offensive line difficulties. So, um, it, yeah, definitely will be interesting to see if they can even do the stuff that they want to do. Cause Huntley, right. you know, Huntley looks like a pretty explosive dude. Like you were mentioning the catches, you know, I mean, he caught almost 50 balls and he, so he had that average, not on just like 10 or 15 right. catches. Like that was on 47 receptions to, to average that. And, and he's also apparently a pretty explosive, uh, kickoff returner. Um, he's, he's, he has the potential to match or set a kickoff return touchdown record this year. So career. So, um, so he's definitely a guy to keep an eye on, but you know, it's kind of like, can you, can they even get started? Right. And right. that's, I think going to be, again, as we were kind of hearkening back to 2012 WSU and how painful it can be to run an offense where a, you can't complete a lot of passes and B the quarterback doesn't really have time to do uh, much of anything. Um, that's usually a bad combination for an offense that wants to throw the ball a fair amount. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. So basically, uh, um, when it boils down to it, uh, you're going to, you're going to see, uh, probably some quick three and outs, uh, fairly often, uh, cause they, they play quickly that I'm sure they'll slow it down a little bit because they're, um, playing a, a team that they're very overmatched against, but, um, but you'll see a lot of quick three and outs. Um, but I do think, uh, I think they'll find their way to the end zone a few times, like once or twice, just because of the amount of possessions you'll see in this game. And they'll probably get some possessions against our backups as well. Um, so uh, it, it'll be interesting to see definitely that uh, watch that offensive line, watch against our uh, front seven um, that they could have a, they could have a nice stat building day. Um, but I do expect um, uh, Atkins, the quarterback to be better this year. You know, he's a sophomore. Um, so he'll come out and probably, be a little sharper than he was. So, cause even if he just, uh, upticks that completion rate a little bit, like it'll make a huge difference for them. Um, but again, will he have the time to do that? That'll be, that'll be the, uh, that'll be the question. Yep. Tough to make plays if you're on your back or exactly. running for your life. Exactly. <laughs> One or the other. So, yeah. So if, if he is able to have any time, of course, the, uh, the, the WSU's, uh, weakness is the secondary, at least we assume, um, you know, the, the new guys could be great, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, the weakness is likely the secondary. So, um, it'll be interesting there. They actually have, a um, he's listed as a backup, but I'm sure he'll get lots of play cause they run a sort of air raid. They have a six foot three, um, outside receiver named Drew Dan. I'm sure they'll try to throw it up to him against our five ten corners a couple times. Um, and that's a play you can run without much protection. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, so I, I'm, I'm expect to see that. Uh, they have a Baylor transfer um, who caught 41 passes as a sophomore at Baylor. So uh, um, they they might have some talent in the in, in, at at receiver that could uh, that um, could give WSU some trouble on the back end. But again, it all comes down to oh I, I forget I I have to mention I have to mention uh, they also have a receiver named Robert Downs the <laughs> third who better be called Iron Man um, yeah otherwise I'd be very disappointed I know. Or, or at least uh, Tony. They can call him Tony or something. Tony, just for um, fun. Yeah. But, yeah, so that, that's that's the New Mexico State offense. I, they weren't good last year. They were 113th in SP+, plus, or 116th in SP+. Plus. Um, their running was a little bit better than their passing, but, again, they're going to be passing more than that. Um, expect to see lots of Huntley, and then expect WSU to largely limit them quite a bit, basically. Yep. 
So yeah, Jeff, before we get into uh, the defense, let's let's take a quick break. Got it. And we're back. All right. <sighs> Are you ready for some WSU air raid versus some New Mexico State? Otherwise known as football porn. Yeah, New Mexico State, in quotes, defense. <laughs> Quote, unquote, defense. So uh, <laughs> they actually had – the Aggies had a pretty – like oh, they went to the, a bowl game in 2017, had a, a – you know, not a good defense, but like – a decent enough defense but last year they were hit by injuries quite a bit um and but the pr- problem is it's not like they're getting those injured guys back a lot of them graduated so right um so they uh the I, the real interesting probably thing about their defense is that they actually really good at getting into the quarterback um they were 19th in sack rate last year um the problem was a lot of uh teams just uh ran the ball against them because they were very poor at uh at defending the run uh Mm -hmm. but um i don't think you'll see that much against uh like from wsu i think they'll be willing to sling it anyway so you could see uh anthony gordon uh get pressured get hurried um i do think if he gets pressured early that could cause some you know cause you know cause the offense to start a little slowly it is his first game he will be a nervous uh, well you'd have to you'd that. have to think that's the game plan right is for yeah. them if you're them you're like okay we want to try and disrupt a start you know guy starting his first game he's probably got butterflies um you know whatever we can do to make him maybe confused or you know, second guessing himself or making throws maybe into windows that aren't there. I mean, just whatever they can do to sort of try and disrupt him. I mean, obviously you always want to try and disrupt the quarterback, but you know, I would think that, you know, the offense may see a little more, uh, creative. I don't know if that's the right word, but creative defenses trying to maybe get him to think he's seeing something that he's not seeing, or at the very least, maybe bring extra numbers, you know, just something to try and get him, uh, off rhythm uh, at the start of the game because if he gets in a rhythm, he's going to get comfortable, and then of course it can snowball pretty bad from there. Yeah, and and I think they do have some players that could be a, a nice little test for the the offensive line. Uh, uh, their nose tackle Brody Lopez actually uh, sixty three tackles last year and twelve and a half tackles for a loss and four sacks, which is pretty impressive. Now yeah, that's a lot. Tackle position, yeah. And then they got a guy um, on the outside at end, uh, uh, Cedric Wilcotts, who. Uh, and seven sacks last year so they they have and he only played in 10 games so um they, they they have some they have some guys that can get to the quarterback and and they obviously scheme to do that that's how you get 19th and sack rate um i you also point out that their schedule is pretty weak overall last year so you know take some of these numbers with a little grain of salt you know they're 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 not playing they played a couple uh tough games but other than that uh they they're playing a lot of uh not very good FBS schools. Well, um, the other thing you see is that they, so let's see, op, game opener against Wyoming. Okay. So the team we beat, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, they lost 20. So Wyoming put up 29 points and only needed to throw the ball 22 times. Right. And we saw yeah. what that Wyoming offense was, which was bad. Yeah. And then the next week, okay. Minnesota scores 48, throwing the ball 34 times. Utah state scores 60, throwing the ball 31 times. New Mexico scores 42, throwing the ball 19 times. So, I mean, that's kind of like the theme 
on down. Really the only game that was sort of, uh, there were two games that were shootouts that were kind of high volume-ish passing by their opponents. The first game they played against Liberty uh, at home that they won uh, 49-41. Liberty threw the ball 54 times. Uh, Alcorn State threw the ball 37 times. Other than that, everybody else was like 31 or less. Um, Georgia Southern beat them 48-31 to throwing the ball four times. Well, that's Georgia Southern. They were I a know. triple option. But still. <laughs> The next week, Texas State won eighteen, or sorry, won twenty-seven twenty through the ball eighteen times. So, you know, I, I just think teams weren't compelled to throw against them. It was kind of like those Paul Wolf teams. Oh, look, they're only giving up two hundred yards a game passing. It's right? Like, yeah, that's because they're giving up four hundred yards a game on the ground. Yeah, because like, no one needs to pass. And then when you, yeah, you get yeah, you're good luck. That. Like you're, teams are just like we're already up by fifty points. We don't need to throw the ball. Well, anyway. WSU doesn't care about that. That's uh, <laughs> correct. We are going to throw it no matter what. So, yeah, I'm on the back end, uh, that could be an adventure. Uh, they do have one guy, Shamad Lomax. He's definitely their best corner. Um, he was also, as Bill Connolly pointed out in his preview of them for SB Nation before he went to ESPN, probably was their best safety as well. But uh, so they, um, they, they, um, they, but the, he's sticking at corner. Um, uh, they actually have a, what Theo pointed out, um, a last chance. Well, I have in my preview, uh, last chance you and Theo pointed out that he was uh, uh, Calvin Jackson Jr.'s um, roommate at uh, Independence Community College. If, so uh, Ray Buford Jr., he's, he actually started six games last year, the first three and the last three. Um, interesting thing about him is that he played for Tracy Clay's at Minnesota and one of those play one of those players that got expelled from the school for that sexual misconduct case that ultimately got uh, Clay Clay's fired based on his handling of it, um, the boycott related to it. So, um, so that'll be interesting. Uh, they'll see each other. They'll have a bit of a reunion. Um, but yeah, so he's the other corner. Um, so if you watch Last Chance, you you've seen him before <laughs> all right um yeah um that'll be a fun little re- i hope he gets to cover jackson that'd be sweet that that would be cool actually um that'd be an interesting i i, I am not sure that they, they name their cornerbacks a, a weird thing and i'm not sure which one is the uh left and which one is the right um but uh uh yeah so but yeah after that they have they have a, a starting free safety who's uh, never started he started five times his sophomore year, but he's a senior now. That's the only time he's ever started. He's played a lot, but he's never started before. So you kind of wonder if he was if he wasn't good enough to start on last year's defense, and how good could he possibly be? Like, and then uh, and then you have two freshmen in the two deep at the free the strong safety position. So um, I think there's some opportunity for our elite group of wide receivers to get free. Um, Again, uh, it'll it'll come down to keeping Anthony Gordon clean, and and uh, which you know I think they'll will largely do, but I think you'll see Gordon get pressured more than you would expect, um, just because of the way New Mexico State schemes. Well, and that kind of brings me to where I'm thinking maybe we could wrap this up. Is this like the question of what do you want to see, right? So if we so for example, if we kind of go okay, well. Anthony Gordon's obviously going to be the big storyline, right? So if he's going to get pressured a little more than what we would expect or, or just, you know, just based on the fact that, you know, they're going to send a lot of numbers. 
Um, what is it that you think that you want to see from the offense that would constitute uh, success? Like you leave this game. I mean, look, we're both assuming that they win, right? I mean, I think right. that's, that's where we're coming from. So if that's what we're assuming, what is it that we walk away that we see where we walk away and go, Oh yeah. Okay. That was good. Is it just points? Is it some, how we get to the points? Like what's your thought on that? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, my expectations are probably a little more tempered, um, than others. Uh, I, I have, uh, I, I, I basically have, um, you know, I, I, I have in the back of my mind how the, this, the offense has started slowly in the first few games and we've kind of wrung our fingers, like, you know, like, or like wrung, like wring our hands together and like, Oh no, like it's going to be a rough year, but then they've usually picked it up around pac 12 play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not like expecting like a drop 70 here, even though it's definitely Cape. Like uh, if this was like a, a late September game, I would, you know, I'd be all about it. But I think given that it's Gordon's first start and given they typically start out slowly, uh, there might be some kinks to work out. Um, there might be some, you know, missed time routes that lead to incomplete passes. You know, they, you might see a sack in there once or here, when somewhere that ends a drive. Um, I, 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 I think, I think that will probably have a higher point total than those games against like Montana State and and um, and uh, uh, San Jose State because you won't see New Mexico State try to take the air out of the ball as much. Or they won't. They won't be. Um, um, limiting us. So what, what I really want to see, I'm going to look at the number of drives that we have and, and I'd like to see really, um, like four, at least like four points a drive, honestly. Yeah. Um, so that would probably put us around 50 points. Um, uh, you know, 40, 40, four, like 45 to 50 points, yeah. uh, which I'd be, I'd be happy with in a first game. Sure. Um, I, I'd like to see Gordon, um, take some risks but not be stupid like don't 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 throw obvious picks but but at the same time don't go full Luke Falk and go in your turtle shell and like wait and wait and wait for whatever right. whatever just especially given this defense's um uh uh strategy the looking for that first read there's going to be a guy open probably a lot if you just get the ball out of hands and out of your hands and we have a lot of guys that can make plays once once they have a little space so so i just want to see him i'd love to see him sort of manage the game that way look for look for those quick reads and just kind of take take what's there but but also not be afraid to kind of trust his arm and and trust that your guy's going to get open and throw that throw that out route throw that cut um because that's where you're going to get the big plays from and and so uh so yeah i'm you know again four points a drive uh it's the first game honestly i would be thinking like six points a drive if this was <laughs> yeah. like a little bit down the road but uh right. but i think you know i think in like roughly 12 12 drives 48 points yeah that sounds pretty good to me I, for me, I think it's going to be a little more qualitative than quantitative. I mean, yeah, like I, I want the points, you know, if, if they are under 40, I'm feeling like, eh, you know, probably left a lot on the table. Um, but what I want to, I, I think, you know, sometimes you can see there's a difference between, uh, you know, the, the quality of the points. Right. And, and, th- and when we start thinking right, about predictive right. value, right. Like, like, okay, what does this mean going forward? First game of the year, you're always kind of looking for those signals of what's coming after that. I mean, when we think back to, you know, the Wyoming game last year, um, you know, the second half was, was very strong. You could see that sort of the rapport was growing with Minshew and the receivers. Like you'd see, they were kind of figuring some stuff out on the fly. 
I think that I would hope that maybe there's a little less figuring stuff out on the fly here for a guy who's been in the program for as long as Gordon has. I mean, even Good though, yeah. I mean, even though he's, he's a new starter, he's thrown to these guys literally thousands of times. And, yeah. you know, and I think, you know, when, when they kind of, I think there's a threshold where that comfort level comes in. And if we remember, you know, when Luke Falk stepped in uh, as a sophomore back in 2014, um, you know, redshirt sophomore, uh, or sorry, redshirt freshman, he had already, you know, obviously almost two years in the program. He had, you know, thrown a, a ton of passes. I mean, like there was, a, there was already a rhythm there. So I guess that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Um, I think explosive plays are going to be a given. Um, so what I want to see is that, uh, you know, when we do get explosive plays, it's things that, you know, appear to be the right read rhythm throws, right. throwing guys into space, that kind of stuff versus, uh, you know, maybe taking a heartbeat too long to make the pass. The window was really big though. So he still gets a chunk play. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's, a, there's the explosive plays that come from the quarterback making the play happen with the throw. There's the explosive plays that come from just the other team being bad. And I, I kind of want to see more of the former than the latter. Um, and, and, you know, I just kind of want to see, and this is hard to define, but, but you know, what looks like command, right? Like I just kind of want to look at it and go, yeah, like he's got command of this. He's, you know, right. he, he knows what he's doing. He's confident. Um, you know, obviously I think there's going to be nerves, but you know, I'll be honest. I, I'm, I'm curious to see how many nerves there actually are. He's a pretty cool customer. Um, that's, you know, obviously I didn't spend a ton of time around him basically like you know, two days, <laughs> like kind of watching him operate and, and interact with people. But he seems like a pretty chill, pretty laid back dude. Um, you know, and he's a guy who I think has a lot of confidence in himself. So I'm curious to see how far those nerves go. Um, if I see, you know, again, command throws where he's making guys make, helping guys make plays. That's the kind of stuff that would, would make me feel good going forward. Um, what about the defense? What, what do you think you want to see from the, from the defense against New Mexico State? Um, yeah, so that's uh, – I, I definitely want to see uh, that the, uh, the, the secondary is going to be curious to me. I want to see – Yeah. I, I'd love if, you know, they avoided any big miscommunications because uh, I, I do see that happening, like a miscommunication, and they get someone loose in the back end, and that's yep. how they score one or two touchdowns, you know, because yep. uh, that happened against uh, in the third game against Eastern Washington even last year. So yep. um, obviously this is – it's funny to say because Eastern's FCS, but this is not the level of offense that Eastern is. But um, but but still, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'd like to see them have a clean game um i'd love to see them you know jump some routes and get a turnover too uh because i I think that'll be there'll be an opportunity there with this quarterback he he basically averaged an interception every game so um uh and and in the games that he if you take out the games where he just like went nuts like he he threw quite a few but um i i uh i i'm just hoping to see that that back end and i also i want to see the defensive line and dominate this offensive line they're yeah. not good they're not good i want i i, I want I, I they're big they're all 300 plus pounds but if you're a retro freshman 300 plus pounds and you're starting at new mexico state i'm gonna assume you're not super athletic yep um sorry austin young and the other guys so, <laughs> but uh, but but like i'm just i'm just you're i i want to see our guys use their athleticism to you know jump gaps to just blow up plays i, I want to see that i want to see 
tackles for loss. And then on the on the same end, I don't I don't want to see those mental mistakes. I mean, I expect some mental mistakes. It's the first game, but right. but just don't don't have anything so crazy. I, I right. mean, it'd be great. I mean, if they come out and they're like perfect, like execution, like I, that's going to be a great season. But I don't expect that. But yeah. I still, you know, um, I, I I I and I'd love to see when the, the backups inevitably come in in like the third and fourth quarter that there's still some some dominance there yep. and, and they're not getting run over. Um, yeah. So that's pretty – there's a lot of things to ask for there, but um, that's is what you have to look at in a game that's probably going to be separated by five touchdowns or more. Right. So so that's that's just what the stuff you got to look at. Yeah, I don't want to see the corners get beat. Yep. That's pretty much me. That would like, be bad. Like I'm like if, if they're getting beat <laughs> – now obviously people can get better, things can change, et cetera, et cetera, um, you know. But uh, if they're just getting flat whipped, then I mm, – <laughs> I don't – hmm – We'll see. So I, I, I also am kind of, this is another thing I'm kind of watching for along those lines, maybe not like a result type thing, but I'm going to be curious. I'm going to try and pay as close attention as I can to who is playing and when they're playing yeah. and how they're being rotated and how they're being used. Um, I think for the most part, when I'm watching the game, I'm going to have, I'm really just going to kind of have eyes on the secondary for the most part. Yeah. Um, and just kind of watch how that's unfolding. Cause uh, I think that's going to say a lot about, um, who plays and, and, you know, whatever going forward. I just, I, I'd be surprised if Clays isn't still experimenting. So yeah, yeah we'll I, I would, t- I would totally, I would totally assume that he is given the, you know, the rush nature of putting together that back end that they've yep. had to do. And the number of parts that are just kind of, yeah, you know, he obviously hasn't been satisfied. Right. And he's been moving people around. Now, either that means we have a bunch of dudes who can play or we have a bunch of dudes who are lost. And usually it's the last thing. Right. And so um, I don't think it's, you know, people have been kind of lamenting the um, Armani Marsh thing where it's like, oh, my God, this is this guy is one of our best corners. And not because of anything personal or anything like that, but just, you know, former walk on, you know, he's short. Right. You know, we've, we've right. sort of been assuming they want to get longer at corner, you know, so it's sort of like, oh man, you know, what is, you know, it's always the, what does this mean? You know, and they're getting torched by our receivers and, you know, whatever. Um, I, I do think that maybe it's a situation where, you know, he's a guy who's maybe, you know, he's been here for a few years now. Maybe he's a little more comfortable. You know, a lot of those other guys are new. So I don't know, you know, we'll, we'll see. I'm again, curious, very curious to see. I think, I think a lot of people assumed uh, certain guys would be starting and, and that's, kind of not playing out. I, I think most people assume strong looks like he's heading there. The other one, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. All right. I want, I want two predictions from you. What's I that? To, I want a score, a score. And I want a, a length of game prediction. Oh God. Okay. I'm going to go, uh, let's go 60 to seven. Nice. There's going to be a busted something somewhere. Might it might be a kickoff because their kick returner is very good. So uh, sixty to I'm gonna go sixty to seven. And what was the other thing? Oh, time four oh eight. Four oh eight was super long. <laughs> four oh eight. Oh man, put a pot of coffee on. Uh, totally. Um, that's giving me flashbacks to when I lived on the East Coast. I know. Um, but uh, yeah, so. Um, I'm going to go a little bit lower, a little, little bit tighter. Um, I'll go uh, 52 
to 14. I say they, okay. they get they get a couple on the yeah, board that's just because of the, the number of uh, possessions. They, yep. they find their way to the end zone a couple of times. Po- possibly, I'm going to say probably one of them in the fourth quarter. Reasonable. Um, so, yeah, 52-14, and I'm going to go three hours, 50 minutes. All right. All that right. was 3 well, right? Yeah, That's what you three said. Okay, hours, So we'll check back on that if we remember on on, uh, <laughs> on our next podcast. So. And if we're way off, then we'll just we'll know, just whatever. forget about. We'll it. We'll just forget what we said. Yeah, even I though, already forgot what my score was. Even though the internet matter. lives forever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Well, as All right, dude. We'll uh, All right. Yeah. Have a safe uh, drive. Yeah. Thanks, and uh, go Cougs, everyone. Go Cougs. <laughs>